You're listening to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast, conversations between girlfriends who have the knowledge and information to educate and empower you before, during, and after a divorce. We are here to remind you that you're grown and you got this. Thank you for listening to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Cook. Let's talk about co-parenting apps. There's so much stuff out there that it can be information overload and certainly overwhelming. And let me start out by saying, I don't think that you have to have an app. Everything ain't for everybody, okay? Don't think that just because you're in a co-parenting relationship that you have to sign on to one of these apps. However, you should have some organization system, something that works. If you have not yet finalized your parenting plan or your allocation judgment that lays out What are we doing in terms of communication, right? How do we communicate? Is it text? Is it email? Is it a shared calendar? That's really more important than identifying a specific app. It's identifying our process. So if you haven't done that, I suggest you start there. What are we even doing, right? Are we texting? Are we emailing? Are we going to use an app? How are we going to communicate those things that relate to our children and do it in a way that allows for clarity and consistency and responsiveness? Because here's the thing, you can have 15 different apps and nobody's using them and it really doesn't matter. So identifying what we're going to use and making sure that everybody is on board, that's really going to be the best tool of them all. But that being said, there are some apps that I think have worked really well for families. And because people reach out often, both professionally and personally to me to ask, I figured that I would kind of lay out those things that I think work really well. Nope, this is not a sponsored post, um, but certainly this is really just a download of those things that may work for you and things to consider if you are in the market for a organizational tool for co-parenting. So Let me start out by saying that I do think that your average messaging service works well if the two of you are comfortable with using that for text communication. So whether you have a, you know, an iPhone or an Android, or if you want to use WhatsApp, an app function and feature that um, works is your regular text communication feature that is available on your phone. What is important though to keep in mind is making sure that phone numbers are consistent and that everybody is using 
the text communication in the way that does not then become abusive. So if you have concerns about receiving 15 different texts in the span of five minutes or in the middle of the night, or there's an expectation that you're going to be connected to your phone all day, then you might need to look into one of the co-parenting apps that have certain features versus just using your regular text functionality. The other thing to keep in mind is if I'm not available in, you know, or not in a in a location where there's good cell service or Wi-Fi or what have you, is that going to impact um, the kind of responsiveness that's going to be important when we think about co-parenting. So I would recommend checking out WhatsApp because you can use that whether you are in the United States or abroad, um, and it allows for consistent communication that is otherwise built in outside of your regular kind of phone service. So you might want to consider WhatsApp if you're not yet ready to move to a true co-parenting app or you don't need the additional features that some of the apps provide, but you want something other than say, you know, iMessage and the like. Okay, so thinking about now scheduling something like, you know, activities and the parenting schedule before we jump to the functionality of individual apps, Google has a great Google calendar that you can set up to do a family calendar. You put in everybody's um, email address and that allows for everybody to have the shared calendar feature. That works, it works really well and it's free, right? I love a good free 99 of something that works well. So if you aren't familiar with Google and Google tools, I would say now is a good opportunity to check out the Google Calendar. You can get a simple Gmail account um, so that you have access to it, but I don't believe that you both have to have a Gmail account. I do believe though that in order um, for you to at least have the calendar set up that you have to have a Gmail. However, I'm a lawyer and a mediator, not a tech person, so I would go and confirm with Google Suite um, as to what's required in order to have the calendar, but it is a great feature and function if you're not yet ready to jump into an app. Staying in the space of, um, you know, low cost and free things that one can use, I do like an app called Talking Parents. So Talking Parents is a co-parenting app and it really does focus on effective communication. It started out just really on kind of the text um, feature and that was really kind of their selling point and they were offering it um, for free. And so it really has worked well for many families. I know several families um, that I have known have used it for years and really enjoy the functionality of it. It does provide secure messaging and it records and, you know, kind of has a timestamp of all conversations. 
That's really important if you later are having a disagreement about what was sent, when it was sent, whether or not somebody read it or not. So having that timestamp on it and it having the ability to record, and I don't mean the audio recording, right? I mean that the information via text is saved so that later it can be downloaded in the way that the conversation stream went back and forth in real time, you can download that information and use it as an exhibit. You cannot do that, unfortunately, for things like your iMessages. So if your thought is, oh, well, I can take my phone to the Apple store and they can download all my text messages. Yep, that's not happening. So if you're concerned about being able to store and document conversation and the back and forth, if you are using text, then you really should look into an app because your regular messaging um, doesn't allow for the same level of download that some of the app features have. So Talking Parents is a really great one for that. In addition to the messaging, they do also have a shared calendar and they've got some document storage and um, tracking. There are two levels of service. So there is a free um, portion that really just has kind of the text and I believe some uh, capabilities on the calendar. But the premium service has the additional features like the ability to share these documents and information with other people, um, to set up certain settings in the text exchange. So check out Talking Parents if you're interested in really setting up an app based on kind of the text exchange, if that's kind of your focus more so than even the calendar or document storage, then I would really recommend checking out Talking Parents. Another one that people are oftentimes very familiar with, and it's been around for a long time, I actually think um, it might have been uh, the start of kind of the co-parenting communication apps or platforms, and that's Our Family Wizard. Many people know about Our Family Wizard. It is a comprehensive co-parenting platform and app, and it has everything. Now, that does come at a cost. There is not a free component for Our Family Wizard. My experience has been that the functionality is best on a desktop, though there is an app that can be used uh, certainly on your phone or your um, tablet. But in my experience, it really, you really get your bang for your buck on the desktop version. It has everything. It's got a shared calendar, it's got document storage, it's got expense and child support payment tracking. It's, you know, it has a message feature. I think of the message feature more as an email component than, say, a text exchange. Um, But it also has a tone feature, which is 
essentially like an AI feature that helps to analyze and kind of flag inflammatory messages. And so what it does is it basically calls you out in saying, I don't know that you want to send this. This seems a bit aggressive or the language in here is derogatory or is this appropriate? And so it, it really is a great feature to really kind of bring down um, the temperature when you are exchanging messages, but that comes at a cost. The other thing that our family wizard has that is known for is the ability to allow um, professionals. So the mediator or your lawyers or the child representative to access the account to view in real time what the communication history has been, what people are saying to access the tracking features. And so you can have um, a third party gain access to the family's account and basically think of it as, you know, an additional set of eyes on the communication back and forth. I find that in cases that are really high conflict or there's been a lot of issues with he said, she said, that feature has been really helpful to, you know, keep everybody honest. So our family wizard is um, a comprehensive co-parenting, I'm going to call it platform, though there is an app. It has a lot of features, but it's not cheap. And so you want to keep that in mind because here's the other thing. In order for you to actually have an Our Family Wizard account and to use all of these features, both you and the other parent have to pay the monthly or the annual subscription cost. So most of the time I have found that people who are using our family wizard, it's by court order and it's, you know, they're required to maintain the account. If you're concerned about the cost and the other person maintaining the account, then I would recommend making sure it goes into a court order so that if they refuse to continue to pay the monthly or the annual fee, you can go into court to enforce it. But otherwise, maybe start with another platform or another app that has, you know, free functionality. See how everybody works with consistently using the program. And then from there, if you need, um, you know, something else that has a little bit more structure to it or that has additional features that you may not otherwise be getting on the free services, then maybe look to something like Our Family Wizard. There's another um, app that I have used that I like and I know that um, I've had other clients who've liked it and it's called Two Houses. I find it to be a pretty well-rounded, you know, app that helps with co-parenting. Again, it has a shared calendar. It's got good expense tracking, messaging, same um, to me as talking parents. It really has a good text feature um, in terms of, of messaging. But what I really like about two houses, which is different from the other one, is that it has this journal kind of a feature that, um, you know, lets you kind of track and um, document 
concerns that that you have about the kids as well as important events but it's you know it's shared so it's a great way to kind of have this running hey you know um i picked up our daughter yesterday and i saw that um you know she had some red you know rash like things on her face I just want to, you know, put it in here and I want to flag it so that you're aware. It has a real good feature so that it's really consistent and everything is all in one place, meaning that you're not searching for the email where you told your co-parent about the rash on your face or you're trying to recall um, some information that was otherwise exchanged and you can't find it. So I do like that feature of two houses because it's all together and it allows you to kind of um, have everything centralized, including this journal feature. They also have a really good translation feature, which is really rare, unfortunately, in co-parenting apps. And so if language and language barriers are of concern, I encourage you to check out two houses because it really does have a good functionality for translating and and being very clear about what one is saying despite the language. So definitely check out Two Houses. I think that's a great tool to use. And then my last one that I really like is um, called um, Custody Exchange. Um, and I like that one because it's really more about the parenting schedule even more so than the messaging feature. So it has a parenting kind of plan tracker. um, And then it also has features where you can kind of calculate child support based on the number of days and hours. Here's the thing. That may be too much for some families. Okay, don't overwhelm yourself in trying to kind of nickel and dime. So I'm going to caution you right now because you can find yourself lost in the weeds on something like this. However, for others who are really um, wanting to make sure that we are 50-50 down to the penny, this may be helpful for you. Other people who have children who are in a lot of activities or have a very challenging and unique parenting schedule, then custody exchange, I think that really does rise to the occasion with this app and this platform because it has a really good way of tracking kind of the overnight hours versus the daytime hours. But again, I caution you from leaning too heavily on things that you find yourself kind of splitting hairs between, you know, the a tenth of an hour versus a quarter of an hour. Be mindful if that's going to be too much for you or if it's going to cause more harm than good, then let it go. But custody exchange is a good one if your focus is less on the communication piece, meaning We're fine with texting via our phone, but we really struggle with things like the schedule and we need color coding or we need, you know, a little bit more help in rounding out a schedule. Then I think custody exchange is a good one. So these are the ones that I think are great. Check them out, you know, 
again, I'll run them back for you. There's Talking Parents, Our Family Wizard, Two Houses, and Custody Exchange. Those are the apps and the platforms, though I do recommend as a starting point, use your phone messaging service or check out WhatsApp, look into Google Calendar. Again, the goal here is to find something that works that you can use consistently for you and your co-parent. And depending on the age of your children and the parameters and boundaries that you set around what the communication is gonna involve, you might be able to set up kind of a group chat with your teenage children that deals with the logistics of pickup and drop off. Don't have a group family chat and then get into the weeds with the other parent and do a he said, she said. You really want to keep those kind of detailed communications, any issues between the two of you or disagreements between the two of you for an adult only group chat. But if you have older children and you want them or or it's helpful to have them weigh in in terms of scheduling and logistics, then looking into a text feature that would allow them to also be part of some sort of group chat can also be very helpful. Whatever you use though, find something that works best for your unique family, something that everybody is gonna be able to sustain in terms of using it um, because that's the thing that's going to make all the difference in terms of your ability to continue to co-parent very well. As always, sharing is caring. So please share this episode with your girlfriends, your sorors, your colleagues, anyone who you think may need the information and resources. Please also check out our website at growngirldivorce.com. You never know who may need the support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast. Remember, though you may be going through a difficult time, you're grown and you got this. Please be sure to tell your girlfriends about us. Follow us on Instagram at Grown Girl Divorce and subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out on any new conversations. The conversations on this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to substitute working directly with a lawyer. These episodes are not to be used as a basis to support or defend any legal action and transcripts or recordings of the podcast may not be used for any purpose without the direct written permission of the podcast owner.